नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चारवक पॉडकास्ट सो इट्स अ फाइनल पॉडकास्ट एटलीस्ट ऑन माय पॉडकास्ट फॉर 2020 सो दिस वाज अ लास्ट मोमेंट डिसीजन जस्ट अ कपल ऑफ डेज अगो अनफॉर्चूनेटली द ओरिजिनल प्लान वाज नॉट जस्ट आशीष एंड श्याम आई वांटेड आदित्य टू कम ऑन द चैट टू बट फॉर सम रीजंस आदित्य कुड नॉट मेक इट अप सो आदित्य हाय हाय आदित्य तू नहीं आया इसके लिए तेरे को स्टार्ट से ही गाली दे रहा हूं मैं सो today's discussion is going to be an unplanned discussion on <laughs> us looking back at 2020 it's been a uh, eventful year i think eventful year would be something to <laughs> somewhat of a understatement <laughs> basically uh, 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 2020 has dealt an uppercut to our lives where basically many people's uh, uh, you know blocks have been knocked off so uh, before you know we get into specifics i'll start with ashish so ashish so it is summarize 2020 how has it to, uh, been to you and kaise lag raha hai tumhe see i am generally a positive person kushal right so i i like to look at the 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 nice aspect the good aspects of things i mean of course um started the year started well for me i i was in munich i was in new york in the first couple of months uh, and then of course when i was in new york i realized that something is going wrong because people were already reacting to uh you know uh, uh the, the the virus uh so uh a great start and then finally uh, since march uh, we we are you know we have been kind of locked down more or less uh, at least the normal life has been disrupted but um, you know we, uh, of course the the virus itself was an exogenous factor none of us could have controlled or done anything about it right it, it, it is what it is uh, it had to spread the way it, is, it spread but i think overall it's been a uh, year of also a lot of resilience right and it's a lot of uh, year of uh innovation of of doing things in a in a different way the way the normal life is adjusted the way the services industry is adjusted in india uh, uh small manufacturers like you kushal the, the way you guys have been able to kind of you know bounce back from the lows of let's say march april i would say that the despondency did not last too long i mean of course there was fear there was also anticipation of what might happen next but Uh, i think the, the the human spirit was of course uh, very strong i mean i think the barring the initial let's say a month or so when there was a lot of fear about what's going to happen and are we all going to die beyond that i actually see it's been a positive year i mean virus is what it is you can't do anything about the, the virus itself but the fact is that not only did we learn to live with it we actually kind of conquered it in terms of the uh, the day to day life being stabilized right i mean barring the fact that you can't meet people uh, practically all facets of economy which don't need that aspect uh, have actually done quite okay this year so i think it it, it actually say, shows that as a society and as a uh, i mean as as world in general i think there's a lot of resilience uh, in in the way we have kind of uh, uh, evolved and uh, i hope that uh, this is i mean this also i'm sure that will be a lesson for future in case some other uh, issue has to crop up in a in a in a few years time so i think all in all yes i mean of course uh, sad year for the the uh you know thousands of or rather hundreds of thousands of deaths globally and the fact that so many families had to go through whatever they went through but also uh on the on the positive side i would say the impact wasn't as much as what the doomsday predictions were in feb and march and it largely it's a, it's a credit to our our uh, strength and our uh, uh ability to fight against things collectively yeah so so sham so so how what do you think about 2020 what's your view kaisa raha so i feel like i can summarize 2020 in like one sound which is like <laughs> that's, that's basically 2020 in a nutshell 
so much for interview. But yeah, we got through it at the end of the day. I think uh, Ashish uh, summarized it really, really well. I think no matter what, it really shows what a resilient species human beings are. And no matter what the situation people tend to find themselves in, they find a way to uh, continue to do as well, or at least try to do as well as they have been. And I think one of the things that we've seen is how people have, how entire economies have sort of almost repositioned themselves in that working from home style. Like I remember when before 2020, going into the office was considered like this is super essential thing that, that that's how people just work. And now entire economies are just working by through people just working from home. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see in 2021, at least one of the things is going to be interesting is how many people actually go back or how many companies require people to actually come back. Because I'm sure they're probably realizing that, yeah, we actually don't need people to, you know, micromanage people, make them sit down in an office and watch them like they're little children. They can probably just work from home. If they don't perform, we'll just let them go. So it's going to be very interesting how the workplace uh, changes, you know, going forward from now on. You know what stood out for me in 2020, and I want to hear both of your views. I think 2020 was the year where a lot of old school institutions, institutions that we had faith in, mm -hmm. one of the main ones is the World Health Organization. I think this year was the year when we lost faith in the old world order. The mm -hmm. old world order, which is the post-World War II order that was that had built institutions. These were, uh, you know, built by the Anglo-Saxon world and they built these institutions. And 2020 basically was the final nail in the coffin where we saw the Chinese literally picking up each and every institution built by the old world order. And they had created loopholes in them. Mm. To the extent, imagine, I mean, I don't know. I'm a godless person. All I'm left with is the scientific evidence. Mm. And when I can't trust the, trust the WHO, that I don't know what's coming out of their mouth, that was something that I don't know why people don't seem to really worry about. Because if the old institutions fall, Ashish, then what do we do? See, uh Kushalji, if, if you if you see the world in the last let's say five six years, right? The institutions have been changing any which way. Uh, and when I actually let let us rewind a little bit more, I would say that you know as the social media grew in the last fifteen years with the advent of Twitter mm -hmm. and then later on growth of Facebook and Instagram and so on and WhatsApp, which was peer to peer social media, uh, the uh, I, th I think the 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 fall of institution had had already started. And when I say institutions, you can look at governments, you can look at media, you can look at the uh, administrative systems in, in cities or countries, right? So the fact that some of the, the elite capture of these institutions was already spotted and it was already being battled against. People were already revolting against them. In fact, I mean, if you if you look at a revolt in, in a more serious sense, I mean, you look at a, a Arab Spring at the start of the decade, right? Like several, several countries actually saw physical, uh, uh, you know, pushback to whatever they were experiencing in their countries. Look at the Iranian uh, civil disobedience almost through the decade. So, I mean, if some of it was not successful, which is fine. Uh, that that's the nature of the revolutions. That, that that, and and you can also question that was it the right method. But but the fact is that the the questioning the institutions was already happening uh, in in a more uh, let's say in a, in a more uh, national boundaries. Uh, it had already started. 
what has uh, what has happened or transpired this year is that institutions which have got cross border uh, leverage or or uh, where you expect uh, governments are expected to be nice to cross border institutions i think that is where the questions have started coming from be it international media uh, be it institutions like who world bank imf uh, the the suggestions that economists have been giving and con- being consistently proven wrong uh, you know uh, i think those institutions will have much less let's say uh, say uh, or credibility i mean they may have a say because ultimately the world has to collaborate and cooperate through certain you know multilateral mechanisms right but uh, i mean be it trade and, and wto type institutions or be it who on the health side or be it economics uh, related i mean national economics related institutions like imf uh, world bank and so on i think all of them are going to see much less real influence uh in in the in, in the policy making parts of not just in india but i think globally because governments will say that okay let me first take care of the sentiment that i have to respond to inside my own uh, nation state and then worry about what the global opinion is or what the global judgment is because ultimately what has also been proven is that the globalization was happening without the appreciation of the local context and the local sens- sensibilities right i mean even if you look at brexit for example uh, the, the fact is that the the biggest trigger there for the for brexit actually was the same that not not a lot of decisions which were being made were not were were, were a contextual i mean people were coming uh, uh, people who were coming in the in the in the governing circles or ruling ruling classes they were they were uh, uh, favoring let's say the the global opinion over national opinions right i think that has reversed uh, i also feel it has reversed it's not permanent even not obviously you can never say never again but i think it will be a fairly long time before things again rewind and and the whole global order which started with the fall of ussr and the berlin wall let's say in 1989 which and it kind of peaked uh with uh, around 2016 with with trump's win uh, i think that's uh, gone in the in the, in the other direction the the uh, it's not that the world has become insular the world has just become more protective of immediate local interests and i, I don't think it will reverse uh, for the next couple of decades from here on you know sham what was interesting to me was another thing that stood out for me in 2020 was everybody kind of spoke about uh, as we are continuing to discuss organizations and institutions everybody knew the media was basically completely sold mm. and i'm not talking about sold to only one side although by and large the media complex is left leaning that's just the fact of life whether we like it or not but the new entrant i mean they they tried their best to show before the american election that they're not uh, you know at least they would pretend to not uh, be you know open yeah but the way they changed the social media platforms the way they changed to beat one man Trump, one man. That's all they were obsessed about. One man. I mean, just look at this as an example, right? That silly option that no retweets were allowed. <laughs> no retweets were allowed on Twitter. And then, lo and behold, the election is done. Uh, announcements. हो गई हैं जी. Biden uncle हो गए हैं अभी president elect official electoral college ने declare कर दिया. And a few days after that, the retweet option is back. Now they can always wiggle around and say, no, 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 no. We experimented. Yeah. and we did not like the experiment we got user feedback and the user said we don't like it but we all know why they did it yeah so even there so how do you think i mean let's let's be very open uh, unfortunately adit could not make it so i'll start uh, with you now 
you know we are all content creators and these social media platforms are an important aspect of our life whether it's youtube whether it's instagram whether it's twitter yeah. even facebook in uh, is there so there is a clear cut political leaning uh, there when it comes to these platforms now for content creators like you or i or you know ashish also with the bharatvarta podcast and adit with the mind makers podcast now how do we wiggle around we are clearly not on the left hmm. so hum kya kare abhi yeah it is a tough situation right because in the united states already people are talking that if this kind of censorship and these kinds of attempts to stifle voices that don't necessarily see eye to eye with the staff of these social media companies if this keeps on happening then eventually what will happen is that somebody on the non left or on the right wing in the us or something will create a platform that will see sort of an exodus from twitter and from all these platforms towards those platforms and that's not something necessarily that i would like to see because what will end up happening as a result of that is it'll create right now you know social media is pretty divided as it is but in the future if this trend continues what will happen is you'll just end up with people in two very very different ideological silos that find no way of converging on anything at all so if this continues we're looking we're looking at a much much more divided population that will find it very very difficult to come together at least at the moment even if people don't like each other even if people are screaming at each other at least they're doing it on the same platform so they still kind of get to see the other point of view i'm just afraid that if this continues that option will also be taken away and and that will be a real shame so i think it's it's very important for social media companies to realize what kind of a future they're pushing people towards you know in a very weird way ashish this is what i think is going to happen when it comes to social media companies five years down the line they they only function because they feed confrontation the problem has become that the left wingers who run these companies they don't like this confrontation because for some odd reason the other side seems to have more supporters on social media in their view i don't know what the actual reality is but they have perceived that the the right has more supporters on social media so to correct that they are purging right wingers yeah. now in their purge of right wingers they are literally destroying their own product so if we have as sham said there is a huge possibility that there will be a i don't know there is this weird app in india called tutor or something i i have not checked it out to be very honest or so there is parler so you know what you have or people doing is in a very weird way so they are there on twitter but they're not using it yeah so they screenshot tweets of twitter at put it on parlor kya kar rahe ho yaar kya ho raha hai i actually see that becoming the norm after a few years do you think that happening yeah so let me let me uh, address this in four parts kushal okay see first of all the companies the global companies trying to take over the world order is not a new phenomenon per se just that now we are looking at a technology based companies i think all of us might have read, read this book called confessions of an economic hitman uh, by john perkins which i think came out in 2004 where he uh, talks about his experience of being an economist in a uh, global consulting firm where he's uh, telling us how the let's say the oil firms or the oil giants are essentially killing the world or they have taken over the world basically in the, in their own way and they are the ones which are running the government 
so as such the concept is not new uh, that, that is the first part right so uh, i think let's not get too worried about the fact that something new is happening that that is not the case secondly uh, for these companies itself like you rightly said uh, the uh, there could be alternatives which might come in right so for example uh, we, i mean i joined parler and there's not not much traction there was a lot of traction in the month of november when the us elections were happening but there's not much traction in india right now uh, that, that was one Twitter is uh, I have not used it. I ha- I am on Twitter, but I have not used it. Again, it's it's a replica of Twitter more or less, so it's easy to understand. But I have not yet uh, used it. Um, and we know that Gab and Mastodon did not survive too much because ultimately, as you said, uh, social media thrives on confrontation. It doesn't thrive on being a echo chamber, right? So um, the so so ultimately, let's say even this, these companies will also realize it eventually. Like I think Facebook, in my view, has already realized it in 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 in, in some ways. i think the, the stories of facebook uh, censoring things i mean forget the trump type stuff which is like very very broad but i think at a at a day to day level you don't feel you don't see as many complaints about facebook as you see about twitter because that's i think facebook has kind of rebalanced some of their uh, approach may not be fully to our satisfaction but i think there has been some correction so that is the second part that companies eventually either there'll be alternatives or they could be let's say some correction which might happen the third part is that people like us i mean you know kushal uh, i mean of course you were like a pioneer on this uh, sham started as podcast initially i re- remember watching something on open india and then later on of course his own show uh, we we launched bharat varta i along with uh, shrivats subanna and roshan karyappa who hosts most of the episodes so we launched bharat varta i think you know initially i mean efforts like these uh, on publication it was already happening in terms of new portals coming in and i think we also getting like i mean i've got much more space let's say if i look back in the last two three years i've written in hd mint times of india hindu business line financial express so you know i think there's also much more space which is being given like i said only was faraj in 2014 but since then i've written on in practically every large paper in india except i think indian express so the the space being afforded us also more like the space is also kind of expanded in that sense right so the media will also rebalance and i think people like us or other content creators who are there we will also do our bit in terms of let's say finding the new opportunities and finally kushal what will happen is that eventually the govern, governments will wake up what's going to happen is that if the if genuinely things go bad in terms of the intervention of tech companies trying to influence things uh, i think the the governments will intervene and they will try and force certain regulations which again which will which goes back to my second point which is that the companies will then rebalance because they don't want government interventions too much see we are all too obsessed with twitter because we our life is spent there right so but, but the fact is that twitter also and then has got a limited impact on a on a day to day basis there could be some very broad impact there could be some very broad trends which twitter can drive but you know like one word in some tweet going wrong and someone getting banned i mean i'm not saying the ban is good but but the fact is it doesn't really impact anything in the real world or people don't relate to it as such uh, in 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 that in that way so i think these are i, I would say four factors that either the companies are not doing any uh, companies are doing nothing new secondly they may rebalance thirdly we may force them to rebalance uh, people like us and fourthly if we fail then the governments will do it eventually so i think yes i mean there'll be some ups and downs and some of us may lose our channels and accounts because we get blocked but i think eventually over let's say a, a reasonable period of time we might be okay uh, on on uh, on on this area hmm but here's the thing we cannot deny the problem that we have so let's let's dig a little bit deeper now uh on the content side now i'll be very honest here that if you skew the playing field so much like i i'll be very open here i don't know how to figure it out i think sham faces it a lot too you 
look at the discussion on covid i mean if a platform literally shuts down discussions and i know sham did not have many discussions on covid per se but i i tended to have a lot of discussions on covid where i would you know i was calling uh, immunologists and having detailed discussion on uh, these things now how do i wiggle around this so here's the thing now i'll give you a tangible example so i conducted a lot of discussions on covid covid mm-hmm. per se as a subject and uh, what could covid do uh, what 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 are the possible uh, problems with the virus itself is lockdown a good strategy or not and it's quite clear when it comes to youtube and covid they have such strict rules mm. that if you so i'll give you an example like in my view now that the, the research is there if we did a proper risk analysis a risk assessment analysis of mm. whether lockdowns work or not actually lockdowns are counterproductive in my view mm. there is enough uh, data and hard research there are uh, done out there that shows that lockdown actually tends to have more lives destroyed in terms of deaths and in terms of economic loss uh, mm. on a short term and a long term basis mm. now if anybody tries to have a podcast about this they are immediately demonetized on youtube immediately I mean, it's That's not just that even like if you look at kushal if you look at what youtube has done with the election results in the us especially so after the election results after biden was declared the president elect by associated press youtube came out with a ruling where they said that if you talk about the election results and you dispute the election results or you say that oh no trump actually won biden didn't actually win then your your video might get uh, demonetized and your video might get deleted and you might get even a strike so if if let's say you made two videos about no look i think biden won as well i'm not saying that i'm not i'm not running some conspiracy theories but if people say that look hey there's a supreme court case uh, in michigan there's a supreme court case in texas let's wait till the cases whatever in texas come out what the supreme court says and then we can declare biden the winner fine if you say, if you were saying that two or three weeks ago on youtube your video would get flagged it would get demonetized and you would get a community strike and getting a community strike getting your video targeted like that it's it's a really terrible thing for your channel because it it hurts your viewership it obviously hurts the money you're making especially if youtube is your primary uh, source of income it massively hurts the money you're making and the thing is what what is this channel at this point you know what is youtube at this point are you a publisher are you a platform i think it's very important for us to ask youtube facebook twitter these questions because they're actively behaving like a publisher they're actively curating content uh, how they how they see the world to be another example of that is that you know you basically what youtube is saying is that there are these accepted truths and that varying in any way from these accepted truths is not allowed you're not allowed to speak anything else other than what the accepted truth is and that can be applied to a lot of different situations and that can become become very very dangerous for many content creators on these platforms another example that i can give you is that one of the you know ideas or one of the stereotypes about the modi government ever since it's come into power in 2014 has been that the modi government has been systematically dismantling every single democratic institution in india that is the basic understanding of lefties outside of india about india 
this is the accepted truth. This is not the truth, obviously, because legally nothing really like that has happened. But this is the accepted truth. Now, tomorrow, YouTube can say that if you disagree with this accepted truth, we're going to target your channel. We're going to block your videos and we're going to demonetize your channel. So how will creators like you, like me, like Ashish, who might not believe that accepted truth, hook, hook line and sinker, how the hell are we going to operate? Yeah, actually, you don't know. I want to hear Ashish's views on that. No, actually, uh, I actually don't think, Kushal, uh, that uh, things will completely blow out of proportion. I, I strongly believe that the platforms will rebalance themselves. And if they don't do out of, let's say, viewer interest or out of commercial interests, uh, they'll be made to do so by the governments. Uh, I think the, the, the thing is that we have not reached a tipping point. Uh, from a government perspective, I mean, it have, of course, on like as I said, like people like us who are always on Twitter or who are very active on social media, we may consider everything as very serious, right? Or everything which is which needs a shutting down of Twitter or government acting on Twitter, right? But I think the the real tipping point has to be something really bigger. So I'll give an example, like uh, Twitter Maps, for example. Like uh, Op India had written an article in 2016 that there was an issue with the maps on Twitter, Indian map on Twitter. The parts of Leh, Ladakh were being shown as China. This article is still available, I think, four years old uh, article. Uh, but uh, only when, like, Nitin Gokhale, who's a veteran journalist who went, who runs another, uh, he's also a content creator, uh, runs Strat News Global. Uh, when he went uh, to Ladakh this year to report something on the India-China conflict, he saw that and he basically put out a video, which was, and because, like, you know, he's, he has uh, uh, heft in the Delhi uh, circles, etc. So this got picked up by the government then, and then Twitter immediately corrected it in two weeks' time. If you actually look at the 2016 discussion, Twitter was dismissive about Op India claims, saying all this is nonsense. We don't, you know, there's there's no issue, all of that. But when when the government picked it up and and asked them for a correction, they did it in flat two weeks. So I think things do change. It's just that it will not change for every small thing. I mean, you know, this is not like running. Like if my friend gets blocked, and I, I mean, I'm not saying the blocking could be gen it, it may be a problem, but Twitter may not act on that, but a government may not act for, for that particular reason. But something which is bigger in nature, and I don't know what that would be, but there could be a tipping point where the governments will intervene world over, not just Indian government. And I think think these platforms will, of course, uh, have to fall in line. However, yes, in in the in the in the meanwhile, some people will lose their voices. That's the nature of the game, unfortunately. So, so yes, some people will have to be will will get deplatformed, which shouldn't have happened. But uh, tough luck. You know, I think one of the yeah. things that I've seen that's been really funny, Kushal, about about 2020, is <clears throat> I, I think we have to discuss this a little bit since we're talking about like online media and media in general. Is the way <clears throat> mainstream media in the U.S. particularly, and I think European media as well, the way that absolutely completely flipped on a dime after Trump lost and Biden won. Like, if you watch some of these big late night shows, or if you watch, like, if you read New York Times, and if you read Washington Post and stuff like that, every single article, every single video that they did, every single section that they produced, every single thing was built around how the very fate of America is at stake. Like, if, if Biden loses, America is dead as a country. There's no more America anymore. And then... Every single statement, every single decision, everything that Trump did was uh, was scrutinized, rightly or wrongly. You might agree that, hey, there was good reason to scrutinize everything that Trump did. That's fine. But it's been very funny how all of mainstream media has taken a complete backseat and are just relaxing now, now that Biden has won. Like, I wonder if either of you had the opportunity to see the interview Stephen Colbert did 
with uh, Biden after he had won. Uh, Stephen Colbert did an interview. And unfortunately, Stephen Colbert was not able to remove his lips from Biden's ass for long enough to ask any decent question, like even once. So that yeah. it really shows you where mainstream media is at right now. Like the, I think the discrediting of mainstream media has been utter and complete in 2020. Yeah, not only is that part interesting. So I'll give you another thing. This is where I have started getting worried about many things. Again, I'm going to give you a very tangible example from America too, actually. COVID related because I've been following this this thing, this the pandemic, I've been reading papers, I've been trying to gather as much information as I can. So look at Fauci. Schools mm. should be shut. Open up the schools. Yeah. Same Fauci again. Schools should be shut. Then same Fauci again. Open up the schools. And I have actual videos. I can show you videos where every time Anthony Fauci makes a new statement. They decide kar le bhai. <laughs> Confused ho ho log udar. Kya kar rahe ho? Yeah. Second, Andrew Cuomo, the great Andrew Cuomo, the one who fought COVID like no one else did. Matlab, Andrew Cuomo aate the, COVID bhaag jata tha. Aisa ho tha. Andrew Cuomo, when Trump was the president and they did not know that who's going to be the next president-elect, says, I will form a separate committee to yeah. judge the efficacy of the vaccine. The moment Biden is still not the president, technically Trump is the president right now in America. Biden is the president-elect. The moment Biden was declared the president-elect, the same Andrew Cuomo makes a statement. Well, you know, the vaccines are so good, but we are worried. 50% of the people in this country are anti-vaxxers. He was talking about the Republicans. Yeah. This guy wrote a book about how well he handled COVID. Booker went on a little book tour despite losing the most number of people in his state in America. But yeah. See, Ashish, you want to say No, I was just saying, Kushal, that see the experts are have started to get discredited in a big way, right? Like if if you see I mean the farm laws, and I mean being a, taking a little bit of a detour here, right? But let's 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 look at the current topic of, of farm laws. Uh, just yesterday, I uh, retweeted a thread where so many eminent experts have talked about how farm laws are, laws are good, and some of them had said the same thing earlier also, like in in the in the in the let's say in the last seven eight years or ten years or fifteen years because nothing had really changed in this area, but now they are kind of tempering their views or they are kind of qualifying their views, saying because. Farm laws will not work. You need more. I mean, you know, completely unrelated and bullshit type stuff, right? You you, you need more compassion to make laws work. You know, so that that's you can decide it later. So I think the I, I think the, 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 what happens in social media, like I think Kaushik Basu ka example is a very great example. So when he was a chief economist advisor, people uh, people uh, you know uh, uh, pulled back his uh, pulled out his uh, old uh, economic surveys, right? And the economic surveys said said that. There shouldn't be no middleman. Mandi system is not working out. We need to yeah. do market access, all of that. And then this guy is actually saying on record, saying, I have now read all the farm laws and I think they, they will not work. I mean, so the <laughs> point is that experts, experts need to understand that in their times, there was no system of archival. You know, you could say one thing someday in some forum. You could say this completely contradictory thing in some other forum, some, some other place. Uh, it, it was fine. But now there is an archival in place. 
searches are very easy and twitter has actually completely killed it because com- twitter actually search is very efficient and it takes about 30 seconds to figure out what did you say a few years ago so i think i think that this, this will expand to multiple fields i mean economists have just been exposed much early on because they are always on twitter saying something or always in media saying something right but maybe the other experts are not yet fully kind of uh, 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 taken down but uh, sabka number aayega you know like uh, so it's it's like that uh, every every area you will have experts who will who have contracted uh, contradicted uh, themselves and that would essentially just enrage the people uh, over over time it's a process i mean it might take like say 3 years 5 years but it's a process question things things will change on, on this front वो बंदा याद है जो अप्रैल में जिसने आशीष प्रिडिक्शन दी थी कि मिलियंस ऑफ पीपल आर गोइंग टू डाई फ्रॉम कोविड इन इंडिया वो भी इकोनॉमिस्ट और एपिडेमियोलॉजिस्ट की आत्मा दोनों थी उसके अंदर करेक्ट करेक्ट हेल्थ इकोनॉमिस्ट ऐसा कुछ तो था उसका आई थिंक आई रिमेंबर मतलब क्या सी दिस इज द प्रॉब्लम एंड दिस इज व्हाट वरीज मी द मोस्ट दैट द वर्ल्ड वाज लिविंग अंडर सर्टेन ए प्रायरी अजम्पशंस लुक लाइफ लाइक व्हाई डोंट आई go off a building the a priori yeah. assumption is i will fall down and die i mean if i'm and similarly life is built around many a priori assumptions that okay when something comes out of this organization i have to trust it you know what hurt me the most at an individual level was when the scientific american a magazine that i have read for so many years went wrong and they said we have never endorsed a political candidate but orange man is so bad प्रॉब्लम विच इज टू हार्ड टू टैकल फाइव इयर्स डाउन द लाइन एंड मेरे को आदत है मैं एडवांस में बोलता हूँ लोगों को बाद में फिर मेरे को सुनाना नहीं पड़ता है कि देखो मैंने कहा था रिलीजन इट्स अ रिलीजन वेदर पीपल लाइक इट प्रॉपर रिलीजन द ओल्ड यू नो द ओल्ड रिलीजन है चर्च हैज ओनली चेंज यू नो देंज द न्यू चर्चेज आर द यूनिवर्सिटीज इन साइड द यूनिवर्सिटीज यू हैव योर ह्यूमैनिटी डिपार्टमेंट एंड द पादरीज आर द प्रोफेसर Yeah. and you have the religious followers going there baba ji you know pravachan dete hain ya jo bhi babi bhi hoti hai udhar baba bhi hota hai aurte bhi hoti hai to jo bhi hai but bhai gender nahi hota udhar problem thoda old yeah. religion thoda zyada misogynistic tha new religion us mamle mein better hai magar ye jo naya religion hai there is no redemption i mean imagine the other day i saw news of bachchi ka koi 15 saal ki umar mein usne ek video banaya uske upar has did either of you read that new york times article yeah. yes yes what the hell was that which one was that what was the article about oh yaar usne 15 saal ki umar mein sham wo bachchi ne koi ek ul jalul video banaya tha jisme i think she used the n word or something oh yes yes kalwa diya yaar 5 saal baad oi bas kar do yaar wo bachchi thi 15 saal ki yaar aur tumhara दो तीन साल पहले केंड्रिक लमार वॉज इन लाइफ कॉन्सर्ट ही इन्वाइटेड सम गर्ल शी वॉज यू नो कॉकेशन गर्ल द वाइट गर्ल कम्स ऑन दियम 
शी स्टार्ट सिंगिंग द सॉन्ग तो भाई तेरे गाने में एन वर्ड है वो तो सिर्फ लिपसिंग कर रही थी तो हैंग ऑन हैंग ऑन हैंग ऑन हैंग ऑन कैंड्रिक्स आज गोइंग नाउ दिस रिलीजन आई एम वेरी श्योर this is coming to india i already it's already, in india. India. It's already in india to an extent yeah so so what do you think sham how do we deal with this new religion see india is the land of all religions we love religion our naya naya lao humko to bada acha lagta hai naya naya religion bula ke but this religion is very dangerous i think this religion is even more dangerous than all the previous religions that have come to india because at least with the old religions you had some sort of redemption साले ये रिलीजन में तो अगर तुमने एक बार ब्लास्फीम कर दिया तो रिडीम ही नहीं कर सकते अपने आप को तो आदमी करे क्या वो बच्ची को कॉलेज से निकाल दिया वो बच्ची जाए किधर अभी Yeah, you can only repent. There's no, there's no redemption. You can only repent, and unless repent, repenting is the only way to, I don't know. I suppose not go to hell in this religion. It is funny. There's, there's a great example that I was reading as well about uh, this, this. Apparently, there's this organization. that helps hollywood studios uh, write their scripts in a way or so that these scripts are more sort of social justice oriented and that they pass the sort of social justice test and so there was a very funny uh, incident about it recently where they wrote an art they so the hollywood studio they wrote a script in which there was this black woman who was a very strong lady she was a very independent lady she was a very like sassy black lady and they didn't like it because they said that oh the strong black sassy female is a stereotype it's a racist stereotype so they said okay fine we'll change it so then they changed it and they made the girl like a little bit more sort of a little bit weaker a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more scared of her surroundings a little bit like that a little bit more vulnerable of a character and they didn't like it as well because you're saying that why did you make this black character who should be a strong person why did you make her vulnerable so in both situations they don't like it so you can't win so the hollywood studio is like bhai tum hi likh do humse nahi likha jayega iske ye character aap hi likh do character so that we can finally put it in a, in our movie and we can make our movie so that's where we this are i have with my wife no matter what happens i'm always wrong <laughs> that's that's basically what it is <laughs> that's basically what it is so uh, I I don't know the the only way to fight this religious ideology which is basically what it is at the moment is to we have to as a society understand that look 100% you know certain things and certain kinds of knowledge are definitely colored by the people who created that knowledge or who produced that knowledge like when we talk about like the way indian history has been written written by the british people there is a certain amount of coloration added to it by the british people themselves in their oh, we are the most powerful people we are the superior race so we look at the indians a certain way definitely that exists and definitely in american sort of the way american civil society has written about or american humanities have traditionally written about black communities there is a certain amount of racist bias in there historically but at the same time there are also certain things as objective truth there are also certain things that are completely objective and that will always stand up to peer review or scientific scrutiny every time you do study them so the problem with this particular religion is that it doesn't accept any concept of an objective truth there is no such thing as an objective truth everything has been created because there is a imbalance of power between different communities and that power described you know basically creates whatever knowledge there is so 
I think in America now, there are certain people who are starting to push back against it by saying that, look, man, there are certain things as objective truths and there's no two ways about it. Uh, and that, that's basically what we have to do in India as well. Like, there are certain things as objective truths and we will, and Indian society will not budge on that front. So Ashish, here's the conundrum. I'm, I'm a moral objectivist. I always have been. I mean, as a philosophy student, I always uh, have fought moral relativism. And also in a weird way, I'm someone who stood up for expertise. I actually am someone who believes expertise matters. social media in a way that you know everybody seems to be an expert on anything. Now I will not have an opinion on economics beyond a point. I'll have questions. There is a difference in having questions, Ashish, and having opinions. But in the age of wokeism, where everybody seems to have an opinion on everything, truth does not matter, and old institutions completely being hijacked in some ways by the Chinese and in some way by these woke people. Where does expertise lie then? Because we need expertise. I mean, I need a good doctor when I go and get myself operated. If everything is relative, I, I, I fear that quacks actually come up the most when the truth is under assault. Yeah, so absolutely, Kushal. Uh, I think what's what is important here is that we distinguish the time people spend on reading opinions versus what they do when they actually have to act in their personal lives. Um, I think on, on social media, everyone has got an opinion. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we do that all the time ourselves uh, uh, on, on Twitter. There's that. I mean, consciously, unconsciously, right? You may express an opinion. Uh, it may be coming out of a frame of reference of expertise or experience or just simply conviction for whatever reason, right? So I think uh, I think what what happens is that eventually the medium will also identify the right people. Uh, I mean, in the sense that in their minds, people will identify the right, right people. So for example, like why someone let's say coming to the Charvaka podcast uh, like every, every week because they expect you to ask the questions which they might themselves might have, right? But either they don't have the source of asking those questions or they cannot verbalize it the way you are doing it. Or maybe they don't have access to the people that you're calling on the podcast uh, to ask that question. Right. But you are doing it for them. So eventually the experts will get self-identified. Uh, the the culture of technology. So like, you know, we have this whole ed tech thing growing people, tutors talking about tutors teaching online and so on. See, when we were growing up, I mean, names like HC Verma was a the very household type name, right? Like uh, everyone wrote, wrote, uh, read books and so on. Uh, so I, I think those kind of individuals will get recognized. Uh, earlier, that was via books. Now it could be via, you know, teaching platforms, or it could be via, uh, you know, personal uh, uh, outlets and so on, right? So in fact, the experts, I would say that it's not uh, that experts will. I mean, there'll be there'll be claims of far more claims of expertise. Yes. But also the experts will get self-identified and also democratized in the sense that you'll be able to have access. Uh, they'll, they'll get more accessible, basically, right? So you will have access to the experts in a much better way than what you had earlier. And in fact, that is exactly why all of us are on Twitter, because we know that people like, in fact, someone on your chat was commenting that if I was not on Twitter, I, I would not have known Anand Raghunathan, for example, which is so true. I mean, today, if I look at my Facebook list, uh, I was just in fact looking at all my lists yesterday and I've got 800 friends on Facebook and I realized that 400 of, of those people I did not know before Twitter. They, they, they're just people I, that, that I've known via Twitter, right? 
and why have i become friends with them in my personal life because there's a value out there right i mean i see a value of connecting with someone uh, they either they know something which i don't know or they are working on a, in an area which i am interested in and so on so yes uh, i think this the signal what is important is not to say that there will be no noise i think noise will be there uh, you have to deal with it what is important is for, for individually to ensure that our signal to noise ratio remains good so so you need to also filter out the noise and, and basically invest on people or in people who genuinely are providing that expertise or filling the gap uh, in whichever way in your life be it in terms of knowledge or be it in terms of let's say uh, understanding concepts that you are interested in but you, you didn't know who to ask and so on so i think that the 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 opt- optimizing the signal to noise ratio is the problem rather than eliminating the noise i mean the, the fact is that even when there was no social media in fact i would actually argue kushal that when there was no social media all we had was noise just that we did not know about it look at look at the columnists in newspapers right i mean they they've been writing the same trope over and over again i mean so many columnists have been discredited today because of social media but if when when there was no social media you were actually reading them and you thought it wow what a wonderful sunday morning article or someone has written something about let's say a project uh, let's say a mining project which should be cancelled and you said yeah maybe it should be cancelled because this wonderful person has written it but now 15 years later you realize that they, maybe they were acting on someone else's behest or they were uh, you know objecting to the project because of some other mm-hmm. ulterior motives which we did not know of so i think that in, in that sense the yes noise will continue to increase and hence it's up to us it's incumbent to each reader on on each reader on each viewer to establish the uh, a uh, personal frame as to who you would want to believe and mm. then basically invest in those in, uh, those ex- those experts so i mean i'm not very worried about this yes there are always transition periods because uh like you know i think all of us when we joined twitter you would have followed a same set of say the the news experts and so on right and then you realize five years later oh, oh god you know what did i do here why why, why was i trusting these people so wo self discovery wala process chalta rahega you will you will like some people you will get miffed by some people which is fine but i think net net positive i think it's it's not uh, we shouldn't worry too much about this so let me ask you something ashish really quick in terms of social media this you know you you're right there there is a certain amount of democratization that has taken place and it it might be able to eventually balance itself out but what do we do with universities because we've seen over the past decade or so at least if you look at the united states that the the university system is pretty heavily leaning towards one side i mean there's very little diversity of thought if any at all in american universities at least some of the major universities in the us and we've seen that to an extent here in 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 india as well i remember when in i think it was hansraj college or something or maybe ramjas one of those where there was this like huge anti ca thing that was organized and there were massive slogans against like hindus and some kind of like hindu fascism or something and a lot of professors were organized were involved in those protests and there wasn't really any counter voice or any kind of counter evidence that was that came out of that college or university system at all so social media might be able to you know sort of democratize itself but do you think that universities will be able to do the same or not no actually you are absolutely right right sham i think this is an uh, if you if you see the conflict which is happening in france versus the us uh, type thing which is going on right now the french politicians are very actively saying this right that yeah. the us is trying to foist its uh, university led uh, quote unquote social transformation model on every country without understanding the context of that country just because some university in, in us has said something they would want to apply that to every other country in the world i think we went down that path for a while and i think things are 
I mean, I guess you know sometimes being late is also useful, and like that, that might happen to India here. That maybe our universities were never that competitive, and never we we, could, we couldn't really uh, fully get to the US level of quote unquote wokeism, right? So so we didn't fully reach there. I think successive governments have tried their best to to create the same US model in India, but and they have failed. And I think this this failure may actually hold us in good stead in the in the next couple of decades because what's going to happen from here on is that education itself will become less. Uh, uh defined by the degrees and by the universities right i mean of course there'll mm. be one layer of society which will be very uh credentialist in its way that okay i went to harvard or i went to caltech or i went to oxford whatever it is right i am iit uh but um, i think the world is moving towards an educa- i mean education will become essentially employability which will become skills and not degrees right mm. uh again it's uh, it might take Two three decades to get there, but I think the process has already started uh, in in some ways. I think a lot of I'm sure all of us know a lot of people who really did not go to fancy places, but uh, I mean f- fancy universities, but they are doing pretty well for themselves in certain specific areas because they had the knowledge or the passion or or they could find the right opportunities. Um, and and this whole concept of remote uh, learning, online learning, digital, all of that will kind of expedite that. Even if university, you know, you can you can it it could still be like a like a midway where Harvard. Puts up on a course which is entirely remote in nature, right? You mm-hmm. you never really get covered, so you don't get a chance to become fully woke. Uh, you you only interact online, so the process of becoming woke gets delayed, and then you <laughs> enter the real world and hopefully it reverses, right? So uh, much yeah. much faster than it w- would normally have. So I think in in that sense, uh, uh, this disruption will also impact academia. Maybe the US not so much because they are like way ahead in the game and they may well control the digital part also. Like let's say the media has done in in via NYT or Washington Post and so on. Yeah. but i think in other countries and especially so in india given that we never really had the universities being that powerful in the first place uh, in fact the the ones uh, the only one which has has got some power is also derided in a in a big way which is jnu so uh, uh, i think we, we th- thankfully for uh, i think some, because of our inefficiency we might actually win this social battle i so agree with you on the inefficiency points so i'll give you a very interesting anecdote from my life i was actually once involved in a प्रोग्राम प्रोग्राम की डिटेल नहीं दे सकता मगर उसकी एक साइड कॉन्वर्सेशन देता हूँ सो आई वाज टॉकिंग टू दिस गाय हु वाज यू नो द डिस्कशन वाज क्रिश्चियन मिशनरी कन्वर्जेंस इन इंडिया दिस गाय वाज वेरी फ्रस्ट्रेटेड ही वाज बाय द वे क्रिश्चियन मिशनरी ही डिड नॉट नो आई वाज एन एथियस्ट और एनीथिंग बोलता है उधर से सौ रुपए आता है आधा तो ये लोग खा जाते हैं नीचे कुछ जाता ही नहीं है इन लाइक बहुत अच्छा कर रहे हो ऐसे ही करप्ट रहना कन्वर्जन नहीं होगी बट यू नो आई टेल यू दन थिंग फॉर मी वट शुड इन टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी आर्टिकल्स I oh, now oh, let oh. us slightly lighthearted. Yar, yar, sure. uske article. That man has been able to create a career for himself writing articles, and I think I think not enough people appreciate what an absolute bloody feat that is. You or me, jhak mara re. Usko paise milte hai uske liye. Okay. Yeah, like props to that guy. Seriously, he has been able to create a career or on bloody print for himself, writing that. Props to the guy. 
मतलब उसकी रिसेंट आर्टिकल मैंने देखो ऐसा है कि सम आर्टिकल्स आई जस्ट रीड फॉर फन आई नाउ जेनरली गो एंड रीड आज मुझे हंसने को मिलेगा जैसे मतलब मेरी वाइफ अर्नब गोस्वामी को देखती है उसको लगता है वो एंटरटेनिंग है मेरे को नहीं होता मगर मैं शिवम विच को पक्का पढ़ूंगा क्योंकि मुझे जानना है कि भाई आज अपने पिटारे में से क्या निकाल के लेके आने वाला है थियरी दिस कांसेप्ट ऑफ मीडिया बीइंग सेंसेशनलिस्ट आई थिंक अगेन टाइम हैज कम वेयर दिस विल आल्सो रिवर्स आई थिंक इट्स नॉट द थिंग विद शिवम आशीष साइड कट अक्रॉस मैन बट द थिंग दैट मेक्स शिवम विच वेरी स्पेशल इज I genuinely don't think he's even trying to be sensationalist. That's just who he is. That's that's yeah, I mean, who he is. It's some people start believing their own and uh, on the keyboard. Yes, yeah, so no. Some people start drinking their own Kool Aid, right? So it is quite <laughs> possible that that, that has yeah. happened at some with, with some individuals. But I think overall, I mean, uh, people are able able to spot that now. Like you know, when 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 things were new, let's say five, six, seven years ago, when these portals launched. uh you know like uh, there, there was always this jaise uh, jaise aaj bhi hindi i i follow a lot of hindi content okay so hindi uh, media mein aaj bhi hota hai so they'll write janiye is actress ne kaun si actress likhi beach ke upar ab wo basically it is so clearly a clickbait that you don't want to tell the name of the actress because you want people to click on the link and then figure out so yeah. i think that i mean there's a there's a there's a face It's for like that that was right uh, you won't believe 10 celebrities who lost weight number 3 yeah. will surprise you <laughs> <laughs> So I think uh, uh, English वाला हो गया I think it's done its part मतलब अभी वो bus feedization वाला process बंद हो गया people no longer want to uh, read read listicles or 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 they understand कि यार ये तो मैं बिल्कुल वहाँ रहा है इस पे क्लिक नहीं करने का है तो I think that that will happen other other languages also yeah so so before I go into taking some audience questions I I want to talk about this because uh, I mean I I think all three of us are passionate about sport. Uh, I I have to uh, you know for me what stood out in sport in 2020 look yeah today is a great day India just won the Test match शाम बोलेगा मत बात करो क्रिकेट की मगर थोड़ा बहुत करनी पड़ेगी नहीं नहीं बात करो किसी को तो करनी चाहिए इट्स अ डाइंग स्पोर्ट तो big big predictions for 2021 are already here the for for the next decade is already here तो स्पोर्ट है एक दिन मरेगा ही देखो एक आदमी तो पक्का देखेगा टेस्ट मैच लास्ट ब्रेथ तक वो मैं हूं मगर बहुत मजा आता है सो बट फॉर मी आई थिंक द बिगेस्ट चैलेंज दट कोविड थ्रू वॉज ए फॉर द फूड एंड बेवरेज इंडस्ट्री पुअर पीपल आर स्ट्रगलिंग बट पीपल डोंट रियलाइज द काइंड ऑफ चैलेंज दैट कोविड थ्रू टू द स्पोर्ट्स इंडस्ट्री sports uh, and and so let me lay it out so a lot of people don't realize this like in cricket it's very different the gate does not matter mm. because especially cricket is dominated by india and if you look at the bcci uh, revenue generation model right the gate revenue is barely anything so they don't mm. care let's say nobody comes and watches cricket matches for the next one year BCCI doesn't care. BCCI is going to make its money because the amount of eyeballs that watch cricket. 
I mean, just think about it, right? You just have to do a cursory search of Pakistani YouTubers, hmm. uh, English YouTubers, Aussie YouTubers who are discussing cricket, and they have to talk about India because yeah. all the eyeballs when it comes to cricket come from India. Yeah. So cricket was gonna survive anyways, but. I uh, and this is a sport that both Sham and I I think I'm way too obsessed about it. I don't know if Sham is as obsessed about mixed martial arts as I am, but I know Sham watches his, uh, watches it regularly. But to me, 2020, the person who showed the world how to do it, Sham, what yeah. do you think? And I we, I'll talk about cricket uh, because Arsenal to harte rehne wali hai, to ter se wo sab baat karke koi matlab nahi hai uske baare mein. fortitude banta hai. <laughs> they're, they're mentally training us to handle all kinds of tragedy. But, yeah, no, but so, coming, to, coming to MMA, I think you make a very good point about what Dana White has been able to achieve. Yeah. yeah. And he made, did you see the video that he made? Oh my God, that was terrible. He undid everything good he did in the race. I liked it. I, I, liked, I liked it a lot. I thought that was a great video. I thought that was a great video because a lot of people were hating on him. A lot, a lot of people were saying no, what he's doing is extremely irresponsible. So I'll tell you what the biggest problem with that video was that, see, in March, Dana was trying to do something totally wrong. So what he was yeah. trying to do is he was trying to go in Tai Chi Palace. Now, Tai Chi Palace, no sanctioning body was going to allow that, right? And then he was, so what happened was he selectively clipped, picked, uh, you know, video <laughs> clip. From April of, I mean, come on, you. How can you go after Big John McCarthy, who did an interview in May with yeah. Luke Thomas, where he was supporting Dana White? So Dana did a number on him, and uh, on the other guy who I felt very bad for was uh, uh, Brian Campbell from uh, this oh, thing, right. Morning yeah, Combat yeah, yeah. and CBS News. I mean, come on, Brian Campbell was it, the funniest part. Was the yeah, one person who was most critical of Dana White was Luke Thomas. And Luke Thomas was not even mentioned in the entire video. But yeah. I have to say, credit where it's due, I think mixed martial arts literally showed to the world how to conduct a sport without a gate. And Sham, one more point, the gate matters in mixed martial arts a lot, right? Because let's say if O'Connor... The gate matters in football. In football, the yeah. gate matters a lot. And there are clubs that are right now, you know, suffering in football because they don't have any fans and uh, we can come to football in a second but i think uh, what dana white has been able to do with the mma events has been fantastic and i think it's been good for people as well because people you know sports is that one thing that when you're stuck at home when you just have nothing to do you can't go anywhere all you have to do is work and then sit at home and watch tv sport is a very good way to to be able to just get away for a couple of hours, you know, just to disappear into another world for a couple of hours, have fun, and then come back into the real world. And I think that's why that the intangible benefit of that also cannot be understated of what Dana has been able to achieve through his MMA events this year. Yeah, not only that, to think of a concept, I know it's Yaz Island, I know they've done fights over there, but to create a bubble from scratch yeah. in Saudi Arabia, to build or Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, to build everything from scratch, to have a hotel dedicated for the fighters, a hotel dedicated for the you know the crew, everything under one roof, and to pull off events after events. People don't realize from April and to the last two, if you leave the last two weeks of this month aside, every week the UFC has had fights every weekend. Yeah. That's 
unfreaking believable yeah. what they have managed to pull off and again like i'll just give you an example a conor mcgregor main event a pay per view will have 18 million dollars of gate revenue that's mm-hmm. a lot of money for the ufc they yeah. they strive on that and another sport that could not cope up and eventually learned from the mixed martial arts was boxing अगेन बॉक्सिंग में तो सबसे बड़ी प्रॉब्लम क्या है कि जो बॉक्सर होता है मेन इवेंट का उसको एक चंक मिलता है मेन गेट रेवेन्यू का यूएफसी में फाइटर्स डोंट गेट गेट रेवेन्यू बट बॉक्सिंग में फाइटर्स गेट अ चंक ऑफ द गेट रेवेन्यू नाउ इमेजिन बॉक्सिंग की तो हवा गुल हो गई अभी इमेजिन कनेलो कनेलो आल्वारेस लिटरली फॉट नाउ इतना सब ही इज द नंबर 1 बॉक्सर इन टर्म्स ऑफ गेटिंग आईबॉल्स इन द वर्ल्ड बट या वी आई थिंक What about football, Sham? So I don't know a lot about football. Uh, full disclosure: I only watch football when Brazil and Argentina play in the World Cup because that's all my tiny brain can understand. So I will watch once in four years, and I will ask yeah. my friend offside ka rule samjha. So that's my standard behavior. Foot football's actually, you know, done fairly well. Uh, they resumed their so they had to stop their season pretty much midway in early March. and then there were a lot of doubts about whether or not the season will be able to be completed so the problem with that was the if the season was not able to get finished there was a lot of problems because the big teams would have been more or less just fine if the season didn't finish but the problems is with the smaller teams the teams that would have gotten relegated to a lower tier or the teams from a lower tier that would get promoted to a higher tier those teams would have had a lot of problems because those teams are you know a lot more dependent on those promotion finances than a team than some of the bigger teams in the premier league so thankfully they were able to actually resume the season finish the season and they were again just like mma they were actually able to create a bubble in their own countries as well like germany has a bubble uk has a bubble that they've been able to create for these elite athletes and they also have these special visas that the eu has released and these visas are for like elite athletes only so that allows football teams to travel from like one place to another or one country to another to play the european games so i think fifa it gets a lot of shit but it's been able to do a really good job with making sure that seasons continue making sure that matches are happening on schedule and uh, they almost had for a week at least uk was able to get some fans back into the stadium now they've gone back into lockdown tier 4 or something so they're not going to have fans back for a while but uh football's been able to do really well and i think i think credit really goes to uefa for that yeah so ashish now let's come to cricket now uh i was happy that ipl happened but so but i i'll tell you what annoyed me the most that we could not pull off the ipl in india i know yes barish hai but it's not like all over india barish ho rahi thi we could have curtailed the home grounds we could have selected other states as the home grounds for different teams we could have worked around that but we could not pull off a bubble at that time so do you were you uh, kind of disappointed with that fact that we had to go outside india to host our premier event uh not really see uh, okay there, there were two windows here right one was april may which is which is one window because of the player availability uh, and that's the normal window for ipl any which way so i think that the, the challenge there was that was a, that is when the cases were peaking in india right so the, the, this is when it was not possible to do a bubble because obviously you will need external world interfaces much more the the global uh, transportation was down i mean you couldn't have basically pulled it off in in those two months 
September, October, uh, uh, actually, it makes eminent sense not to play even with, let's say, 10% of the games being ra rained out because in a, in a tournament like IPL, where on the last day you come to know who are the four qualifying sides out of the eight teams. I mean, in, in, especially this year's IPL was probably the most closest fought IPL in, in, a, in a while. Uh, the the uh, knowledge of the uh, qualification happens like practically in the last week. So even if 10% games get rained out, that basically kills the excitement of the of the uh, you know the points table and the and the battle which goes on for uh, one month and a half. So uh, I think it was fine. Uh, September was not the right time. In fact, if, if you look at the Indian calendar itself, Kushal, India has tried preponing the calendar to even August one year in uh, late August for a New Zealand series and then September for another New Zealand series another year. Uh, I think it's not practical. We have realized that even BCCI realizes that starting the calendar before early October or let's say late September, last week of September is, is impractical. So doing the entire uh, tournament in that window wouldn't have worked out in India. And I think it would have killed the experience in terms of, I mean, this is not about nothing to do, to do about nationalism or our ability to do something. The, the fact is that, you know, you, you can't kill the excitement of the tournament itself. So I think in that sense, it was well done. Uh, we, we did a pretty good job of and uh, despite the initial hiccups of some CSK players getting hit by COVID, etc., in the in the initial the prep phase or the, or the bubble phase, I think things went pretty smoothly after that overall. Um, and uh, I think quite 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 an achievement for BCCI to pull it off uh, in in those times. In, in in IPL, the gate revenues do matter for the clubs because uh, even if it's a small number, let's say they they make a few crores uh, through through that route every year. Uh, so yes, I mean of course they, this time they didn't that but at least the tv viewership uh, uh got them the the returns for one year so all in all a pretty decent year i would say a uh, decent uh, attempt i would say uh, and if you, if you i mean let's not forget that we actually had a, pretty, a lot of action before the covid uh, uh we we played uh, sri lanka new zealand uh, australia uh, and south africa also was going to be there but then that those matches got cancelled in march so we actually did have a few series uh, you know even even before uh, the the covid times as such so cricket, obviously we, we kind of lost three, four months, but it wasn't a full washout. And of course, with this Australia series now, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll see much more action, I guess, going forward. Someone on the chat was saying that can BCCI have two teams and can we play 250 days of international cricket? Possible. I mean, it will need BCCI to completely take over ICC. Uh, we, we still, we have a lot of cloud, but not like 100% cloud yet. So maybe that's maybe in ten years. Yes, why not? Uh, and Kushal, we were actually discussing this before the podcast at India. Yeah, what a coincidence that uh, yeah. before Sham, we were offline, and uh, Ashish and I, Sham, we were talking about this that uh, you know the great West Indies team of the seventies and the eighties, right, uh, right up to the early nineties. Mm. They were that good that if you look, you wrote down the great players' names, now you could full actually two international level teams. The same thing happened with uh, 95 onwards, the Australian team, right up to 2010. You could actually have two international sides of equally good caliber or reasonably equal. I think this Indian team is actually now kind of going to that direction, I believe, uh, which is unbelievable. But Ashish, the interesting thing is that now England, and this is more about the bubble, so even actually Sham can think about it. So England is coming to India. Now England just cancelled their tour to South Africa, by the way, guys. They just cancelled their tour to South Africa. It was called off. England is coming to India, I think, in March or April. So, no, sunny again. Before that. So, they are going to create a bio bubble there when England is playing. Yeah. So, yeah. sunny again.
इट वॉज नॉट डूएबल अभी मेरे को इंटरेस्टिंग चीज ये है इट्स गोइंग टू बी अली क्वेश्चन अभी ये इंग्लैंड वाले आ रहे हैं कहीं वो वाला वायरस का स्ट्रेन तो नहीं लेंगे कोरोना वायरस प्लस स्ट्रेन स्ट्रेन तो आ ही गया होगा आई मीन इंडिया यूके इज वन ऑफ दी मोस्ट फ्री फ्लोइंग ट्रैफिक इन द वर्ल्ड ट्रैफिक इन द वर्ल्ड सो आई वेरी सरप्राइज द स्ट्रेन इज नॉट ऑलरेडी इन इंडिया इनफैक्ट आज आया भी था कुछ डिटेक्टेड एंड सो ऑन आई थिंक इट्स ओके इट्स अ क्वेश्चन ऑफ अर्ली डिटेक्शन एंड हाउ यू मैनेज इट आई मीन इंडिया हैज पिक्यूलियर प्रॉब्लम दैट लाइक वन सेवेंटी पीपल डिसअपियरलाइन एवरी डे नॉ फॉर द नेक्स्ट फ्यू डेज दैट इनको रखा था लेकिन भाग गए पता नहीं कहाँ से disappeared in switzerland so i guess it's getting a becoming a global phenomena now people are just kind of so sick and tired of getting institutionally quarantined for 14 days that they, they just go to run away so theek hai i mean let's just hope fingers crossed that our herd immunity or whatever maybe it's not the right scientific term but maybe our resistance has caught up uh, because of the first wave and the first wave was so long that hopefully it will not <laughs> uh, you know bring back a second strain and a and a renewed uh, uh, kind of vigor to the to the pandemic uh, in the next few weeks but theek hai i mean covid the vaccine bhi aayi jayegi i mean i'm guessing 2 3 weeks from now we should have the indian vaccination also start so less yeah. of a risk than what it was let's say this time last year all right let me take a few questions now so sham this one's for you so somebody has more more than a question it's a comment i don't know what is your view so somebody has said that i find traditionally conservative universities in the south of america in in, uh, in the southern states in usa they balance out left and right a lot better than these woke concentration camps or whatever woke concentration camps in north so what's your view do you agree with that analogy i mean there is yeah i think there is a little bit of a balance uh in terms of the southern you know certain southern universities being a little bit more conservative but at the same time they don't have i think nearly the kind of impact on pop culture on hollywood on sort of general uh discussions around how corporations deal with their own employees and stuff like that that northern universities have that universities like evergreen harvard all of these universities have a disproportionately much stronger impact on uh these kinds of policies and pop culture than does than to southern universities in general like you look at yeah. I mean, recently there was a there was a there was a case i think ben shapiro was talking about it on a show where he was talked where he got letters from people who had applied to different companies different large corporations for jobs and during each of these interviews he said these are people that have applied to different companies but they're all being asked the same question like what are you, what have you done in your life to prove that black lives matter and that has got nothing to do with the job that he is applying for he or she whatever person is applying for it has nothing to do with that job but they're still being asked the question what have you done in your personal life to make sure that black lives matter and uh, this is not coming obviously from southern university this is very clearly coming from a certain kind of university Yes, so Ashish, what have you done in your life to make sure Black Lives Matter? Well, <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not applying to uh, U.S. university, so I'll think about it at later, Kushal. I mean, I'm not under tremendous pressure to do it right now. But uh, uh, someone on the chat asked a good question, saying, "Will having more STEM uh, students, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, reduce wokeism? Uh, is that the case? I mean, I don't think so, right? Like, even even the it seems that even the STEM, uh, be, be it media or be it universities, even there." these things are creeping out uh, cre- creeping up right like in terms of the discourse and in terms they're of the requirements more, of even if they're not I, creeping in they're more afraid to speak up like they don't speak up as 
quick as much as they would otherwise you know what cripples wokeism having a spine i'll give you an example trader joe's this is a company right so they went after trader joe's kuch nahi kiya they wrote a letter and put it on social media if you want to buy our products you can buy our products if you yeah. don't want to buy our products you can go f yourself yeah same we thing that goya foods company they did because apparently like aoc said some shit about goya because trump likes goya or aoc said some shit <laughs> goya foods basically declared aoc her like uh, top sales person or something like that or like her face of the company or something like that so they just memed her they just basically memed her and their sales are through the roof companies are actually taking advantage of this some companies <laughs> go both some companies cater to the other side like chick fil a caters to the conservative ideology so it's it's all over the place yeah. so ashish now let's uh, have one more question here so somebody had asked do you think these uh, with again this has got to do with the new order and the new order has now uh, got see like how much of do you think <laughs> <laughs> how much do you think uh, uh is uh, the squad mentality going to affect the american government and how much of that will eventually have renewables so, so somebody had asked a question about renewable energy actually impacting the gdp in the long run i, I personally think if they consider nuclear to be renewable renewable then it's a separate issue but other than that i think solar and uh, wind really does not have a future if you ask me um so two three parts here i mean firstly uh, if you haven't listened to one of the conversations that kushal did with jaydeep on the issue of nuclear please do i think it was way back maybe couple of years back but probably yeah, one of the uh, one of the one of the best conversations on what nuclear energy can do for the world so jaydeep prabhu is an expert in that area so please listen to that but um, uh, i well uh, so, so two two things kushal here one is on the quad side of it right i think i am actually quite uh, negative or quite pessimistic on the biden administration on the whole foreign policy thing he may not uh, go back to china the way us was doing before trump but at the same time i don't think it would mean that he will use india for rebalancing it will essentially just be us not catering to china as much but not actively trying to find counters or counter foils as what trump admin was doing with india in terms of creating the quad uh, uh, quad framework uh, and uh, i think japan and australia and india have to find a way to basically still stick together and there's a initiative already going on on supply chain redundancy and so on between those three countries but i mean of course it's not as effective as uh, with with us and it so uh, i i i'm actually quite pessimistic i think the whole quad thing will not take off from here on and uh, broadly us will not uh, embrace china again uh, the, the distance will be there but uh, it will not lead to a gain for india so much as it would have done with a trump presidency so i think that, that that's my personal view on the renewable energy side yes see what's what's going to happen is that uh, the uh, biden admin will essentially uh, will try to promote the the alternatives basically i mean he will uh, you know he will he will of course not be, be pro fracking because that's like anti environment and so on so uh, in that sense again he may not go the the whole nine yards like what obama did with soliandra and so on so you got one fund companies actively through a federal route but uh, the 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 uh, funding available in the market uh, the easy money available in the market for renewables naturally increase uh, because of the envir- environmental uh, considerations and the environmental lobby which will work in the biden administration so as such it should be good for the uh, for countries like india 
where the patient capital is needed to uh, basically get ROI on these projects over 20, 25 years. And, and, uh, it, and it's the funding really which makes a difference for these projects eventually. So uh, I, I think quite positive on that one uh, in terms of the growth outside of US. May, may not change much in the US as such, but I think we should net benefit from the avail availability of capital. So let me ask yeah, you, Kushal, what do you, why do you think that uh, these renewables don't really have a future or are not really viable? Because don't you think that in certain areas of the world, particularly certain areas in India, that these certain renewable energies could have could be economically viable or even maybe economically uh, desirable? Yeah, it depends. So here's the thing. Uh, if you're in Rajasthan, then maybe you can use... See, I'll give you a very tangible example. So at an industrial level, solar is a big dud. Mm. Uh, if you have uh, solar on rooftops, maybe uh, for normal residential households. But mm. for industrial, solar has been a complete failure, a complete and utter failure, simply because of two reasons, because uh, the yield uh, in terms of, uh, you know, per, uh, per square feet electricity generated when when it comes to solar it's just ridiculously low right now and the cost of the panel vis-a-vis -vis that it just doesn't work out very well even and nobody can say that solar is not subsidized it is heavily subsidized mm -hmm. so you can't say that solar is not getting subsidized it is subsidized wind energy to yaar honestly matter ko bolu ki matlab jitna kam bole utna acha hai wo uska to kuch samajh nahi padta hai uska wind energy mein to jitne logo ne i know in my own industry i know a personally a very big yandai unit in maharashtra i'll not take the name उन्होंने जब ये जो स्कीम निकली थी ना गवर्नमेंट ऑफ इंडिया की आई थिंक आशीष मस्ट नो दिस उसमें कुछ फर्स्ट ईयर 80 परसेंट डेप्रीसिएशन क्लेम करने को मिलता था ऐसा कुछ था तो वो डेप्रीसिएशन क्लेम करने के हिसाब से उस टाइम पे बहुत लोगों ने विंड मिल मिल लगा दी वो पावर तो इतनी सी निकली उसमें से उन्होंने सिर्फ डेप्रीसिएशन क्लेम कर ली बाकी पावर तो कुछ नहीं हुआ नो आफ्टर दैट स्कीम इज गॉन of the first year 80% depreciation nobody is showing interest in windmills yaar mm -hmm. see the thing with nuclear is nuclear is actually a far better technology in terms of bang for the buck mm -hmm. yes i agree usko safety precautions are yaar aapne itne roadblocks dal diye hain nuclear mein ki since 1980s the research and development investment in nuclear has gone down you can have absolutely safe plants but they have created this doomsday scenario uh, with uh, with respect to nuclear and the same is happening with gmo so what do you do with these things na you can't mm -hmm. fight such people the fear so is only on solar kushal uh, we did a episode a uh, couple of weeks ago with two experts rajat saxeria who runs a solar company called acme solar he is the ceo of that company and mudit jain who is a researcher in the field so excellent episode i would encourage people to watch this on bharat vartha channel uh, there are specific uh, applications like like in india we are looking at agriculture feeders where we are seeing looking at feeding sub 11 kv feeders which is essentially the non industrial part Uh, to bring uh, power to farmers when they need it, which is during the daytime. Today, most of the, I mean, I think just to deviate, most of the agri power in India is supplied in the night time because when the load is low for other other types of consumers. So farmers actually risk their, uh, let's say, personal well-being going into the fields in the night and you know using pumping water out and so on. So I think some of that is changing through this Kusum program, where the agriculture feeders are going to be changed on on solar. So I think that is a, a good application. Rajat was talking about production of hydrogen and ammonia using solar power. So I think he is he's going to write an article on that. But he did touch upon that topic on on the podcast. So there are some specific applications. But yes, broadly, I mean, it's not going to be an industrial source, definitely. 
Yeah, that that's exactly. Abhi, just like I told you, Ashish, when I worked in Charoti and Vagadi, the two villages that I worked on, all the water pumps for you know the water circulation system. Yeah, jo abhi Modi ji ki jo scheme hai na, isme jada tar jo pumps hote hain, they are all solar powered. So I am all for solar as a one of the things. But if you right, are right. going to talk about your power generation plan. Yeah. for the entire nation of 1.3 billion people and if all you have on your table is uh, wind and solar i am very scared yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's that's not going to happen i think i think that's not even the consideration at least in india right now we are, we are looking at use cases which are more fit for purpose and not necessarily doing some grand transformation of environment etc i mean i think the, the the i think the indian ideals are fairly realistic at this point uh, i am not very worried about indian situation Yeah, so yeah, with the Biden in the U.S. is very different because you know yeah. Kamala being in charge more or less of the Biden administration, and she's been very vocal about her support to the Green New Bill. And if you look at the Green New Bill, that's a that's a lot more extreme than I feel like what's being considered in India, because Green New Bill doesn't really give people any incentive like to move away from non-renewables towards renewables. There's no incentives provided. There's just the force of the government that the government will force you. to move from non renewable to renewable and you won't get any you know and then obviously there's a huge number of costs involved with like people that are going to get laid off and all that stuff so i don't think india like ashish is right i don't think india is considering anything that extreme yeah yeah and and always remember one thing it, it might sound very silly but if you're putting a solar panel up in your house in india yaad rakhna kawa tatti karega और तुम लोगों को आइडिया नहीं है क्या हालत होने वाली है तुम्हारी बिलीव मी आई नो माय फ्रेंड्स हु आर सिक एंड टायर्ड ऑफ बर्ड्स डिस्ट्रॉइंग देयर सोलर प्लांट्स इन देयर हाउस सो इट साउंड्स वेरी स्टूपिड एंड वेरी सिली बिलीव मी कवर टट्टी करेगा और तुम्हारी हालत खराब होने वाली है उसमें और तुम लोग अभी हंस रहे हो बाद में तुम लोग रोगे जब तुम सोलर लगाओगे एनीवेज वन क्वेश्चन एंड देन आई हैव अ स्पेशल थ्रेड डेडिकेटेड फॉर बोथ ऑफ यू जिसमें से तुम लोगों के लायक मैंने खाने की चीजें सिलेक्ट करके अरे नाइस हां तो किसी ने पूछा व्हाट डू यू थिंक अबाउट स्पेस एक्स सेइंग दिस होल थिंग अबाउट गोइंग टू मार्स एंड स्टफ लाइक दैट व्हाट डू यू थिंक लेट अस टॉक अबाउट द फ्यूचर नाउ Have you read? Uh, has anyone read? I read it a long time ago. But has anyone read? Like uh, Michael Shermer wrote an article about colonizing Mars and what will government on Mars look like? Yeah, that's that's a very interesting, I think, article to compare. I think he wrote it in response to Elon Musk as well, right? It was yeah, it was in a response to the Elon Musk tweet, and it was written in the Scientific American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it it is it is very interesting. Like, what will what should the government in or if there's a government ever in Mars, what should it look like? Oh, I think uh, it it will naturally be a democracy. It will have some most features of the American system with some of uh, other systems. I think it will be a uh, kichdi. If you ask me, mm-hmm. if humans were to go now, I don't know what Ashish thinks. So is on this one, Kushal. I'll go back to my previous comment and say that I have no expertise in this, but I just keep reading stuff. So I would actually encourage you to read the tweets of Balaji Shrinivasan, Balaji S on Twitter. Oh, He has yeah, this yeah. very interesting concept of uh, virtual cities to start off, and then cities essentially which will bring in expertise together or experts together of of similar mindset and similar interests and so on, who can then coexist. So he says that for firstly, the coexistence can happen virtually, digitally, and then later on, you know, you can. Form cities elsewhere, like autonomous cities and 
I, I'm guessing that Mars is one of the options as well. So I have no great. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I hate. Uh, I mean, I, actually, I'm scared of doing forecasts because people then take screenshots and put it on Twitter. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, I, I think some of his, uh, some of the ideas which Balaji gives us uh, gives are pretty good. So I would encourage listeners to read that. All right. So you know what? I see. I did not want to end 2020 on a very sour note. I wanted to end it on a very disastrous note. So me being me. So these are the food items. Let us share all of them. So bolo bhai maggi pani puri kaun khayega yaar ye ye khayega ye ye chhad maine abhi mute kiya hai kaushal yaar fir se mat dikhao ye maine aaj hi mute matlab bahut ghatiya chhad hai wala mashallah ye ye mere ko ek baat bata dekh main tere maine socha tha wala main maggi pani puri kyunki adit nahi aaya aaj unfortunately to maine socha tha adit ke liye maggi pani puri rakhenge bhai gujarati hai usko yahi kaho maggi pani puri no thanks देखो ये सबसे अच्छा था चिली जलेबी शाम ये तेरे लिए तू बिहारी है मेबी आई कैन ईट दिस या इफ इट्स नॉट स्वीट एट ऑल मेबी आई कैन ट्राई इट एक्चुअली दैट डजंट साउंड टेरिबल दैट डजंट साउंड टेरिबल आई विल ट्राई आई विल ट्राई चिली जलेबी आशीष की प्रॉब्लम ये है कि आशीष कहां से उसका फंडा संबंध नहीं बढ़ता तो आशीष के लिए मैंने आइसक्रीम पराठा रखा है ठीक है वो देयर अ मीम ना कि सहलेंगे थोड़ा वाला मीम है इसमें चला सलाम <laughs> और देखो ऐसा है कि ये तो जिसको डेथ पेनल्टी मिलने वाली होगी ना चॉकलेट ये नहीं हो पाएगा 153 में अंदर डालो साले को इसको इसको इसके लिए मैं स्पेशली 295 एम जो इंसान है इसके इसके ऊपर नुटेला बिरयानी ये खाएगा तू नुटेला बिरयानी नो थैंक्स नॉट इवन मतलब मैं तुम लोग को सारी चीजें दिखा रहा देखो लास्ट पॉडकास्ट है साल की मेरे पास कुत्ते ने साला वो कर रखा है उस पर कुत्ते ने ये मैं ट्राई कर लू कर्ड मैगी मैं एक बार मतलब सह लूंगा मैं इसको मे बी हाईस्कूल मे बी ट्राई किया जा सकता है मे बी मगर ये जो चीज है ना इसके लिए तो जेल में डालवाऊंगा मैं इसको साला मेरे बचपन से लेकर आज तक सबसे फेवरेट चीज समोसा था डिस्कशन Sharing these wonderful four <laughs> pictures क्योंकि मेरे से रहा नहीं गया जब मैंने ये मतलब किसी ने शेयर किया मेरे को लगता है नैनिका या प्रत्यशा ने शेयर किया था तो मैंने देखा था मैंने बोला मतलब लोग क्या क्या कर रहे हैं आजकल मतलब और गुजरात में भाई ये बहुत चीजें होती हैं एक्चुअल में ये खाना गुजरात में लोग एक्सपेरिमेंट करते हैं तो आदित्य अनफॉर्चुनेटली आया नहीं आदित्य मेरे को पक्का आदित्य सारी चीजें ट्राई कर लेगा मैं जब गुजरात जाऊंगा तो आई स्टिक टू द ट्रेडिशनल स्टफ
मेरा ऐसा नहीं होता है मैं हमेशा उल्टा करता हूँ मैं हमेशा बोलता हूँ मैंने मैं मरा हूँ देख के तुम भी मरो इसके लिए तो मैंने अभी भी शेयर किया कि जो भी देखेगा लास्ट तक कम से कम उसका भी तो दिमाग खराब होगा परफेक्ट टाइम है साढ़े नौ बजे कई लोग अभी सोच रहे होंगे बाहर जाके देखो हाँ हर आदमी तो महाराष्ट्र में रहता नहीं है कि ग्यारह बजे बंद कर देंगे बाकी स्टेट्स में तो सब खुला हुआ है अभी जो लोग बाहर जाके खाने वाले खाओ आइसक्रीम समोसा जाके So before we wrap things up, Ashish, any last comments, Sham and Ashish? No, I mean good discussion, Kushal. We a uh, good free flowing discussion. Uh, thanks for organizing this. I just hope that some of the issues that we talked about, uh, we move, we make progress on them. This may be the. This is not a switch on, switch off solution, especially areas like media control and narrative and universities and wokeism, etc. I mean these are processes which will play out over many years. I just hope that uh, the positions that we take or we endorse gain more momentum, gain more followers, supporters, and uh, we are able to control some of this going forward in a in a more constructive way. Yeah, Sham. Yeah, I'm I'm obviously looking forward to Kamala Chachi running the entire planet in 2021. So always something to look forward to. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, guys, uh, you know, 2020 has been a very interesting year. at a business level yes obviously business was hit hard but slowly and surely we are coming out of it the podcast has been doing well i mean 2020 uh, to be very honest has not been bad for me at the podcast uh, but i want to leave you guys with this message look i say this many times before i actually honestly wanted adit to be here too but unfortunately adit could not make it but for me 2019 I used to be like the you know how mind makers कर रहा है उस साइड में शाम had started and शाम was doing it but since 2020 I've seen a lot more people getting into you know talking about ideas and when I say ideas I don't mean outrage I'm talking about ideas serious level discussions where you take issues it doesn't matter if it's based on uh, on policies or it's based on religion or it's based on current affairs but serious discussions and 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 i felt that you know at least four of us uh, here look took these issues on in the form of whether it's sham doing those 11 15 minute videos which i think uh, and and i'm not saying this because sham is on here i've said this many times before also but i think sham is the best at doing that his 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 content is fantastic and to you know it's been such a nice journey to see him grow and and in fact i think a few days ago i had messaged ashish private on twitter in the dm and i said acha ho gaya yaar tune bhi shuru kar di podcast main akela kar raha tha mere ko lagta tha ki main hi pagal hu main kyu kar raha hu and and i told ashish that i really appreciate what these guys are doing so you know first things first support all content creators it doesn't matter if it's swaraj whether it's op india whether it's bharat varta whether it's sham whether it's mind makers what you guys see, all of you guys see we are all connected because of social media all of us well, maybe twitter maybe facebook but primarily it's either twitter facebook whatsapp to aata hi nahi hai if you guys want this to grow and want this to become say you know where you have i, I think we need more podcasts by the way yeah. i i think the more the better we need more podcasts coming out because maybe you know i cover x number of subjects ashish uh, and uh, rohan at uh, uh, bharatvarta they cover y sham covers some kind of content mind makers uh, covers you know the daily news and views maybe somebody needs to come abhi koi bol dega ki there i think there should be a dedicated history podcast 
I mean, if you guys have not checked it out, you should go and check out some Dan Carlin. Uh, this guy does only history podcasts and they are brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, I'm a philosophy nerd, so I listen to a lot of philosophy podcasts too. So there is this King's College London podcast about the history of philosophy. They have Greek philosophy, Chinese philosophy, Indian philosophy, short, well done 25 to 30 minute videos. At least with the Indian darshanas, I've started doing it. So I've done three darshanas, I've done Charvak, I've done Sankhya, now I've done Mimansa. So I'll cover all the Indian darshanas. In that sense, I'll do short one hour videos. But I believe somebody needs to be out there doing it. But you know when that will happen, guys? Then you guys put your money where your mouth is. Nobody is going to jump into this until or unless they see some career option. For yeah. anything to prosper, for anything to go to that next level, you need to see some kind of monetary benefit in it. And that is where I would say 2020 has laid the baby steps for. I feel very positive going into 2021 for what I like to call the non-left content creating landscape. I think the non-left content creating landscape is doing very well. Yeah. We have more podcasts, we have more portals, we have more people generating good content. And I would urge through my platform to all of you, support but support all the other content creators and monetarily, not just you know the standard like the video, subscribe, and share. But if you can support monetarily, support all of them, not just me, I repeat, support each and every one. When you create the next big media houses from the non left, see, just imagine if we had a bigger podcast, we'd start hiring people. Yeah, that's good, right? We will hire kids, we will hire young kids who will somebody might do the video editing job, somebody might do other jobs. So think like that only when you guys put your money where your mouth is. And I know COVID has hit us bad, but we're going to be out of this in 2021. Vaccinations are going to be done. I mean, I don't know. Anthony Fauci has said that by June, July, America will be normal. Now, I don't know how much I should trust Anthony Fauci, but he did say that in an interview. Now, just imagine most countries are going to be out of the COVID uh, paranoia by the end of June, July, August. Economies are going to start recovering by the end of 2021. Everybody is going to have more and more job opportunities. In such a scenario, I would urge if you can put your money on the, uh, where your mouth is. And I'll leave uh, you guys at that note. Again, once again, personally, at my level, I really want to thank all of you. 2020 has been great for me. I've had a lot of fun chatting with you know so many interesting people. I've and I never thought I would be supported on the podcast the way I have been. And I really appreciate all of that. I'll try my best to make it even better in 2021. I'll, you know, maybe experiment with a few things, maybe some short videos or something of that sort. But uh, I really want to say thanks a lot. So I'll leave you guys with that. Please keep supporting the podcast. Become a member on YouTube. Become a subscriber on Patreon. Or you can just go to kushalmera.com slash shop and buy the merchandise. I'll see you guys in 2021. Have a great New Year party. If you're in Maharashtra, too bad. And on that note, I'll leave you guys for the day. Namaste. Take care. Goodbye.